Thank you. I have a girl at work that does the fake sneeze but says it's real. What? How does that? What does it sound like? So, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to put my microphone away, right? But I think all of us can agree that the universal sneeze is chew. Is it not like, chew? Right. I, this is her. No, no exaggeration. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is she coming? <laughs> I was like, what is that? Hello, and thank you very much for downloading this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. You can download many more episodes at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. Nostalgia Extravaganza, Episode 1. Nostalgia Extravaganza. Nostalgia Extravaganza. Nostalgia Extravaganza. Yes, we are joined with Sarah and Eric. We are starting with our brand new retrospective series format this year with the Nostalgia Extravaganza. These are all movies that were either really, really popular and did really well, really popular, did really bad, but this is all the movies that were popular in the late 80s all the way through the 90s when we were growing up. Eric, how are you doing today, Excited buddy? Excited to start this off. This list, of course, is true to the hearts of many, and it shaped a lot of my movie interest, that's for sure. I, I'm excited to to go back and relive a, a lot of this. This one especially, I forgot about a lot of it. And I'm happy that I was able to watch it with Sarah, who was able to sing along with all of the songs. Do you feel the same way, Sarah? I forgot completely about the second half. And I forgot about most of the songs. But once they started playing, I could kind of hum along. Uh, maybe didn't know all the words, but but remember deep back in my brain something that was happening in this movie. Yeah, I, I forgot all of this. I, I forgot about a lot. I forgot about the air conditioner character played voiced by Phil Hartman. Oh, he was so scary. I remember that part. Yeah, I, but you know what? Uh, and I forgot about like all the tech, uh, uh, like the stereo equipment at the end and the computer at the end, uh, that whole bit. I forgot about the... Like the Igor kind of character, the lamp at the. Oh, I hated that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it as soon as it, it all came funny back. As soon as I saw it, I'm like oh, I do remember this. I do like it. Really, just I haven't thought about it in so long. Uh, the music is something where I don't know if it's stuck as well, but man, it it has been a while since I have seen this movie. It's been a long time. It, it... It has mm-hmm. been. Um, I did an experiment today. I like to do this sometimes with people that I work with. Um, so I asked a, a good handful of people the same question. Hey, tonight I am reviewing Brave Little Toaster. And majority of the reaction is, oh, I haven't seen that forever. And I do this as an experiment. And the experiment was, yeah, can you can you tell me what happens in it? And they're like, well, it starts off in a junkyard, right? Like they're all junk. I got that numerous times from different people. Oh. So I'm like, huh, that's interesting. And we showed my daughter, Riley, this last night. She got 45 minutes into it and said, Dad, I'm tired. <laughs> so. Okay. That's about right. That's so fair. She, she went to bed. Yes, yes. Tonight we're talking about Brave Little Toaster. This kicks off when we were uh, children. This movie is as old as me, 35 years old. It came out in 1987. Of course, I had this as a McDonald's VHS uh Happy Meal, remember that? Oh, yeah. You guys remember that? They got, like, Charlotte's Web one year. I think it was Batman Returns one year. 
you would buy like the VHS set. I okay. I don't remember that as I really don't remember. I couldn't tell you where this came into my life. I don't know who got it. I don't know if it was on TV, if it was a VHS that my parents or grandparents just got to kind of put on before quiet time, you know, or during quiet time. I I don't remember when we were watching this. I just remember the movie. That's yeah. that's it's an early early memory. Now this is a this is about Riley's age, right? Riley's six years old. She's in kindergarten. This is about the time we've all saw this, right? It's it's yeah, gotta be. So. I I'll tell you. Uh, since rewatching it, uh, my opinions have have changed. This this cartoon has uh, a lot of themes that I missed. Yeah, a, a lot of things that I want to talk about. So, um, I guess I kind of want to start it off by being that guy. I'm going to be that guy, so we can have a great discussion. Um, I hate this movie. Oh, okay. I don't like it. I don't like this movie. Now, why is it? Is it the cartoon? Is it the dialogue? Is it the everything? Is it the? It's a little bit of everything. Like, like I was, I was left uh, with a very bad taste in my mouth. Like, not because of uh, adult. Were you drinking? I had a beer. Yeah. (laughs) Continue. Um. No, it's nice. Um. No, uh, not because of the themes or suicidal car or the scary air conditioner. It was just, what is going on? I had to Google that this was a summer cottage. And they haven't been there in like eight years. And it's like, so why would these appliances be so attached to this kid? Also, why haven't they gone to the college, uh, a cottage? Where's the parents? Um, why is the toaster the star? Like, there's so <laughs> many questions. Um, and also, one thing, too, is, wow, cartoons are different now than when we were kids. Because my daughter's watching Fancy Nancy and Vampirina. I mean, that's mild. There is some themes in this yeah that i couldn't believe but um we got to the part in my rant that will i will tell you when uh what the conversation was uh so riley went to bed and gina my wife said can we finish it and i said yeah let's finish it um we got to the waterfall scene okay and i looked at and then and then as soon as the appliances are not shorting out at all I looked at her and I was like, "Yeah, sweetheart, I'm I'm kind of done." She goes, "Yeah, we've got to finish it though." Yeah, I was just not into it. I mean, do you guys share my opinion? Uh, Sarah, we'll go with you first. Do you share my opinion? Do you not like this movie? Do you like this movie? You want me to show my hand this early, man? Absolutely. Come on. I think we're gonna have a good conversation. <laughs> well, okay, ho- so I hold on before I, you could we could lead into that question real quick. I'm sorry. Uh, when was the last time that you watched Brave Little Toaster? Yeah, I was I was gonna cover that. So oh, I. One, don't remember, like Eric, the first time I ever watched this. I just remember it it being part of my childhood. And I don't remember the last time I watched it. It was probably, I don't know, 10, in the last 10 years, maybe. Like, it was on Netflix or Hulu. And I was like, oh, that sounds like fun. Let's watch it. Uh, I remember it more fondly than I enjoyed it this time. Um, you know, if I, if I was originally pre-watch was going to give it like a, a full bag of popcorn, I'm, I'm definitely not anymore. Um, I, I remember the summer cottage and that whole portion and like the, 
being in the woods and all of that. And then kind of beyond that, don't remember a thing. Didn't Same. A, until we saw it. It was like, oh yeah, there's that junkyard scene. I didn't remember the part where he's at the um, like the junk shop, which kind of reminded me of um, Al's toy barn from Toy Story <laughs> Two, I think. Yeah. Um. And and yeah, I. It's one of those that I almost wish I didn't rewatch, just so I could keep that fond memory of it. Until one day I show my kids, and I'm like, oh. I don't need to watch this again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Eric, I guess same question then, right? I mean, like, what are you feeling before we get into everything? I, yeah, I remember it again. This being one of the early movies that I was watching and and enjoying as a kid that kept me entertained. But I don't think I could tell you much about the plot of it, other than appliances were going to try to find their master. I do remember certain scenes that I remember. A whole lot of it so watching it as an adult now really added a lot to the story especially when you find out that it's based off of a novel written of the same name from 1980 uh, so that's something a bedtime oh, is... story for small appliances is the uh oh really yeah anyway uh i'm happy that i did rewatch it because i got a lot more of a story like there's a clear story and it makes sense where it's just appliances they got left at the cottage up north and the owner who grew up this is i got again more toy story 3 vibes here about andy growing up and leaving the toys behind here uh and they just want you know kind of one last thing but uh he grows up to go to college and he wants those appliances he needs them conveniently enough to go to college and he went to go to go get he went to go up north to go get them and wouldn't you know it doggone it they they left to go search for him instead. Thus, the adventure of the Bridal Toaster begins. Uh, I, I, anything about that where they are going through the woods and like in their adventure, you know, you're supposed to believe that, but you're you're saying that with the part when <laughs> they got into the water, that was not the believable part of this. No, yeah, it was the part that the lamp is moving the, around independently. The toaster is the bopping. conversations that they were having. That's fine. No, yeah, it was it was it was spreading thin for me, and 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 I can definitely separate it. But it's just it's just a, I wasn't feeling the vibe, man. You know, it's kind of like that old song, you know, that you would like. You know, it's like hey, in 1999, we all thought NSYNC was great, right? And then you listen to it again, you're like, nah. You're like, nah. yeah, they're even better now. Like, you know oh, what uh, did it for me? Sorry to, to cut you there. Is uh, all of their undying, uh, undying devotion towards the master and the way that they would they talk about him? Because they don't know anything him. better. Yeah. Linky cuddled him. Toaster was his reflection. I don't know why the vacuum loved him. Yeah, we didn't see um, the backstory. Oh, that. I think we no. all know why. Ooh. Oh, come on, man. Yeah. Uh, doofy. <laughs> 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 don't, don't interrupt me while I'm cleaning my room. Gross. Sarah, you're with boys. This is this is how we are. I know. That's uh, 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 no uh, Kirby will rip that thing right off. That's by the way. Uh, that's a fact right there. <laughs> by the way, I have that vacuum cleaner up in our cottage up north. The same exact thing. Looks just like him and everything. I was telling Sarah that I grew up with a Kirby. Uh, yeah. That the uh, our family had one, and it was looked like just like that one, but ours was red instead of green. Right. And yeah, he thinks was, his sister uh, still has it. I'm pretty sure she does. Those things are hard to to quit. Right. 
Uh, what do we feel about uh, the uh, radio? John Lovitz, of course. He's a fan yeah. favorite. I liked the radio. Yeah, radio Please, was fun. Good music. Yeah, the radio was fun. Um, now, you know, this is a Pixar movie before Pixar, right? This is this is created by, not created, created, but this is tried to be done by the guy who started Pixar, who did Toy Story. Oh. John Lazar. Lazar? Lazar, yeah, John Lazar. So if you watch this movie and you watch Toy Story movies, you can see a lot of themes in it. Mm-hmm. He went to Disney and he pitched this to be a completely CGI film. And they were in like, the 80s? No. Yeah, yeah, he wanted an $18 million budget. Wow. Dang. And they were like, no, 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 that's not happening. So if you notice, though, that there are some scenes in the beginning when they're in the cottage that, like, it kind of looks a little bit different. Like, kind of like the background looks a little bit different, a little bit more cleaner. That's oh, yeah. Because that, that's because that, that, the background part in the cottage was all CG. Hmm. Uh, you know what this okay. this actually reminded me of is of the time uh, this, uh, this Buena Vista Pictures distribution uh, other cartoons like it. I remember watching a cartoon, a little number called Bebe's Kids, that kind of had the same uh, type of, of style, you know, where it's like maybe a solid like oil background and then just kind of sell uh, illustrations over it. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah and then they would take exact, a picture yeah. of you know, of the cell over the backdrop, and then, you know, and then they would just uh, all the, take all the pictures and then put them as slides, and they would make the animated movie that way. So, how many Disney movies that we we rewatched recently that were uh, partnered with Buena Vista were like that? You know, Sleeping Beauty and Snow White, some of those early ones. Yeah. That we were commenting how how beautiful the backgrounds were because it was these oil paintings with the cell animation over it. it wasn't that back, uh, Beauty and the Beast too? They did one no, of I think no. Beauty and the Beast was it was later. Okay, all right. I was just asking. Um, all right, so let's 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 really get into it and why I don't really care for this movie. I don't care for when they leave the cottage. I think everything from the beginning till they leave the cottage is actually really good. Uh, I think the adventure from cottage to the junkyard is no, I'm sorry, cottage to the uh, junk shop is very tiresome, very. Um, I'm yeah, tired some for me. And and then the ending was just like, okay, let's get on with it. Let's 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 move on. But there are little details of why I want to give it some compliments. Uh, one of the things I want to compliment is that all they know how to do is their chores, right? That's all they know how to do every single day. And one of the things that I noticed was Blanky can only go so high. So on the mm-hmm. walls, you would see that he can only clean so much with the dust because of that. I was like, okay, that's clever. Um, and they hide the fact that this house is not being lived in, right, uh, to a certain point because as all the appliances are close together, they're all talking. It starts off like that, right? It's kind of like close up. And as they expand throughout the house and the screen gets bigger and bigger in a way, you get to see that there's cobwebs in the corners, things are dusty. I, I will give them the compliment of that. It looks like a real movie. You know what I mean? Kind of look. Like, details like, you, you yeah. catch now then you didn't catch uh, then, yeah. Right, I, I really enjoyed it. I don't like Blanky. 
I find him annoying and that cry, that cry just... Oh, man. When he sees the car, they hear the car coming the first time, and they they make the little pile up, and it's not the master, and he's holding the master's picture, and he goes, he just, like, collapses on the stairs. It's, wah! Oh, my gosh. I was like, Blanky, sometimes I feel you, man. (laughs) <laughs> really you actually dude i just felt like it was just an annoying kid that got mad like oh it was bad i mean he's a he's a little heated blanket i mean he's he's probably been around since this kid since the i hate calling him the master every time but since he was you know a baby and so i think he still kind of maintains that childlike uh, uh personality characteristics um which yeah makes him kind of annoying but he just he just wants to be reunited with with his best friend. What's the master's name? Master. Master. Well, they don't call him anything else but master. Um. It's not like Bob like, or. Doesn't the does the girlfriend Rob. call him something? Rob. It, oh, Rob. Yes, Rob really? and his okay. girlfriend Chris. Oh, that's yeah. impressive. I know, right? Okay. All right, Robin. Robin. Chris. Robin. Mm-hmm. Thick. All right. Uh, yeah, but the the to- the, the toys. <laughs> The appliances all call him master. Right. Yes. No. I agree with you guys about uh, about the vacuum. It doesn't make any sense. Um. I thought I thought Riley would be scared, but we get introduced to the air conditioner, which I guess maybe kind of freaked me out because because I was watching the movie and I remembered some like old memories of like he kind of freaked me out when he went nuts. Mm-hmm. Um. Speaking of going nuts, I had to Google, uh, the conspiracy theory with this movie. You guys want to hear it? Absolutely. Of course. Um, the short version is these are not appliances. These are all mental um, patients in a mental hospital, a la One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Mm-hmm. And the air conditioner is your crazy nurse ratchet, if you will, that mm-hmm. just wants to keep them down. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they decide to leave the house, they are leaving uh, the insane asylum. And chasing nothing. So do each of the characters represent like Blanky is a you know attachment disorder and yes. things like that? Okay. Yes. So yeah. do you have a list of what all of them represent? I, I could pull it up if you want me to. If you don't want me to, I don't have I was just to. Just wondering. Yeah. Um it, it was it was it was an interesting uh let's see, Brave Little Toaster uh conspiracy. I'm I'm I should have had this prepared. They definitely do represent a lot of uh, unique personalities. So much where I think it gets commented on in in stereotype later on. But it's the common like heroes heroes adventure kind of we mm-hmm. see in like a D and D type of thing. It's the characters of different areas. You know, one is the uh, you know the 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 quick and the brave. The other one is the the charismatic and um, you know kind of the the meek. Uh, the other one is the uh, the childish. The other one is the the kind of the old and the the strong. You know, just mm-hmm. kind of different uh, uh, flavors of 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 type of of character. They're all trying to work together to achieve a, a common goal. Sarah, I got your list. The toaster has extreme claustrophobia. Don't know where they get that. Yeah. Lamp lamp has aggression issues. Vacuum has OCD. Blanky has stalking issues slash extreme codependency. Radio is bipolar. 
And the last paragraph that I want to read, because it goes on for many, <laughs> That's a D&D. is uh, in the opening scene where everyone is in the asylum, Lamp, Radio, and Blinky live together. Toaster lives by himself due to his claustrophobia. Baculum's by himself due to his OCD. The AC unit is in solitary confinement, so it's not Nurse Ratchet, probably due to the past violent issues that he is stuck in the window. The living room represents the common room. And then so on, so forth, so on, so forth. I Look, think all, that's kind of far-fetched. Well, all all these conspiracy theories are... Yeah, that's are, that's are some, some kid's thesis right there trying to yeah. push for something yeah. in film school, I think. Right. So uh, AC unit is mad, right? So like AC unit is mad because he's been stuck in this window forever. And they have not... What? You would say Rob, the little boy, Master, is probably eight when he's a little boy the last time they saw him. Sure. Eight and to ten we, years old. Well, he's and, going off to college. Maybe it's been ten years. So yeah, eight to ten years old. That's what I'm saying. Like he's probably like eight years. It's been eight years or ten years. Let's say eight years it's been, right? Because if he's ten, eighteen, eight mm-hmm. years. Um, so AC's mad because they're not back. Why would he be mad? Because it seemed like everybody besides vacuum and AC was played with. Uh, I think the AC is is mad because he wasn't played with. Everybody else was. I don't know about vacuum, uh, but um, because he was stuck in the wall and he said that his dials were too high for for Rob to play with, so he never got played with. He had to watch everybody else interact with this little boy, and he didn't get to, and so he's kind of bitter about it. So when okay. they start talking about how they're gonna leave to go find him, he's like, well. I think he's he's a little jealous. He wants to go too, but he can't because he's stuck in a wall. So he blew his motor. Is that what happened? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, this part's scary for kids. This part not scary. What do you guys think? I think it's scary. This whole damn movie is scary. <laughs> yeah, the animation's a little old school. I thought Riley would freak out. Like I showed her Rugrats like a month ago, and she was kind of freaked out. Well, yeah. It wasn't scary to us. Rugrats. I, I well, I guess because I thought the whole damn show was was stupid. But that's that's an argument for another time. That is also you're a few years older than me. Um, so they decide that okay, so they so they hear a car, but it's this guy with a for sale sign. Another conspiracy theory is that the guy is the father. It's a uh, realtor. Do we know that? It says a for sale sign. We don't. It I think say, it's just an assumption. It is just an assumption. But another thing that's an assumption, too, is if they've been gone for eight years, who's paying the bill? It's a, a Maybe, North house, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. We're, they got busy. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's only there's not a dad in the picture. So maybe this was like the family cottage and then the dad dies or they get divorced. And so the dad's not around anymore for them to go up north. And so it's left in disrepair. And now it's time for Rob to go off to college and they need some money. So they're going to sell it. Look at what that backstory. Sh- now, no, hold on, Jordan, because I know that you have a family cottage here, but uh, w- I guess our unique take on this is just based on the region. In Michigan, we're very used to going up north for a summer. It's just something, well, winter too, when you want to go skiing. Mm-hmm. But it's just a thing that you did. A lot of people who live in the lower part of, of Michigan, uh, a lot of them have property or know somebody, you know, or go to va- vacation spots up north there's always a cabin or spot up there it's not uncommon and um, many times it's a cabin it's it's just like a little four room you, you know spot uh 
that uh, is is kind of a shared space almost on a lot with something and to have it be untouched for uh, years is not a comedy either. probably because it runs on propane up there so when they go up there they can just turn it on and you know or it operates so off the grid it and I don't know I didn't see that uncommon uh, when when I was watching it as a kid it didn't seem uncommon when I was watching it now Okay. All right. So the appliances decide that they're going to leave. They're tired of waiting and they're going to go leave and find the master because radio can find them by the city's radio signal. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, uh, hindsight being what it is, if they just stayed for another day, master would have showed up. Correct. Yeah. But that's, that's not the adventure. Um, so this is the part where I forget besides the storm, right? I remember uh, they leave, they go to these woods. Nothing really happens in the woods until they get to the storm part, right? I mean, Attacked by the natives. I was going to say, they meet all the little forest animals. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Dude, I, thank you. I forgot about that because, because my wife said, I feel like I just took acid. <laughs> A little bit. That was weird. Yeah. yeah. The forest creatures. They had some musical numbers in there as well, too. The musical numbers in this movie is god-awful. I don't They're remember, not great. I don't remember any of them except for the one. Which one was that? The the lamp, uh, the the uh, toaster's the... Uh, solo, oh. where he sings about. No, uh, I'm sorry, it's worthless at the end. Oh, worthless! Yes, that's a great song for children to sing. Oh, the uh, one I remember is at the beginning, or like when they're they're on their advent. It's their adventure song. I remember that one kind of. I remember, I yeah, remember you, you damn near sang the whole thing. I did not. I kind of believe yeah hummed it. Excuse me. We we hummed, I hummed we, it, hum, yes. we hummed together. You hummed it. Yeah. You guys hummed together? There was humming. All right. Well, the acid trip forest creature scene happens with the frogs and kind of do like the what? Uh, the um, the cycle of life kind of thing, if you will. That's what they were trying to get it with the fish and the worm and the frogs and the bird and blah, 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 blah. And then what? And then after that, they, uh, they, uh, they go deeper in the woods and we get a big storm with looks like somebody carved like a, like a jack-o'-lantern face on a tree trunk. <laughs> Yeah. I don't yeah. get that. I think and, it's just a, a tree kind of rotted that way. It's supposed to be scary. Gotcha. And then uh, Blanky decides to make himself into a tent, and Blanky goes missing, right? They go, and they uh, try to find him. A vacuum uh, is really awesome with the, with the longest cord in the history of cords, right? Uh, the cord that changes size uh, yes. from like a normal vacuum size to, I don't know, 40 feet long. Yeah, as yeah. needed. He ascends the mighty redwood, which, by yes. the way, was able to be thrown up there with the greatest of ease. No, it was great. I was like, how was he doing this? Also, a, a big scene that I just skipped over. I'm sorry. Um, lamp. I want to talk about Lamp. So Lamp's kind of like the comic relief, if you will, maybe, right? Like he was the comic relief for me, like the buffoon. Um, He's the, jo- the jester, the jokes, the bard. They go on the office. He goes on the office chair during the lightning storm, and he plugs himself in because he has an idea to get ultra power light. No, the battery's dying. What battery? The battery is the battery that's running them. There's a battery attached to the office chair, and that's what's running vacuum. But how could? But vacuum takes his cord out to whip around the tree. No, Jordan. These are anthropomorphic off or household appliances you think this is legit uh no so that's what lamp was doing they said that the the battery that's powering them is running low and so he gets the idea 
to sacrifice himself potentially and uh, recharge the battery by electrocuting himself. See, I didn't get that because in the scene he puts his he puts his light up to try to find Blanky when he's blown away by the wind, and his lights blinking on and off like like light bulb is dying. So I thought that he got into the chair and he plugged himself in to get like ultra power light so they can see Blinky, uh, Blinky better. That's what I thought he was doing. Okay. Uh, Eric, as, as, as a kid, yes. I, I thought that I, as a kid, not really making much sense. It's like, oh, he's trying to get supercharged by lightning to make a super light and, and homeboy got too close to the sun. But as an adult, no, there's clearly... A battery on the chair. He's clearly doing that to to charge to charge it. I I was a dumb kid. I which, I'm what the, the entire time I'm watching this movie. I'm just going. I I was an idiot. I I don't ever want to do this again. This this whole extravaganza is going to be nothing but a a guilt trip of how of how stupid I was as a kid. <laughs> you feel I feel stupid now because you guys are kind of making fun of me because that's what I thought he was doing. I'm glad and you, you feel stupid are... now because I felt stupid yesterday watching the damn thing, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia says that Lampy uses himself as a lightning rod to recharge the battery. All right, fine. It's in the movie. So there's heavy themes of of, of sacrifice for the greater good. They eventually do find... Just Blake like the said. master. Just like... I hate that. He's, yes, I actually agree with you. Uh, In so real life. Name's the master. Um, so then we get the scene where I'm just like, okay, I'm kind of done, where they go to the waterfall. And, of course, Sarah, you gave me a guff about it. But this is ridiculous, right? They have a very stupid plan of tying themselves to the incredible rope or plug, if you will, of of, uh, of vacuum. And the plan's not going to work, and they all fall in the water, and vacuum jumps into it's. Ugh. And then the quicksand too. After that was just. Oh, that part was awful. When va- was it? Vacuum who goes in first? They just accept that shit, don't they? they... Yeah. <laughs> Blanky does. Oh my gosh, Toaster's like Blanky. I could save you. He's like, it's okay. I'm fine. My like, God, oh, Blanky. Accepted, Blanky. Oh, yeah. Let the death consume you. Just... He did. He was like, he was like, I'm not scared. And I was like, Ooh. I'm not scared. And he has that little lisp. Oh. Oh, yeah, no, that was kind of like, that's like Battlefield stuff when one of your buddies blew his butt off. <laughs> a lot of things just there. didn't make sense. It was, it was just kind of weird. Uh, I I don't know, like, where are they? Are they in, like, uh, to Mexico or something? Like, like to, I, to me- to it's, Mexico? A, it's a foreign, it's a made-up place that kind of, you know, a lot of places will 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 just say that. You know, because it can get hot when it needs to, it can get cold when it wants to. If there's quicksand, you better believe it's there. Waterfall, we got them. Okay. Right. And a then cave, somehow they're you, miles cave. of them. And then somehow they're randomly saved by this appliance Radio Shack dude and a gigantic monster truck in the middle of the woods. I don't understand how he's there. I mean, like this is it, right? I mean, like the appliances are dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he somehow the stumbles upon the antenna of radio. Of course. And he climbs on these on this huge tire. And my wife goes, "Why is he climbing in this ridiculous um, super truck?" And then we get, which I feel is the creepiest scene. A lot of people online said that the creepiest scene is the fire clown. The fire clown's not creepy. 
this song and all these messed up appliances are are creepy. I felt the blender's death in this. When they right? rip out his heart. Oh yeah, ripped out his motor. I'm just like, oh god. And then it had the drippage of the oil or whatever. It's like, oh dude, that's legit. Like, like, like this is the scariest scene, right? Yeah, like it was pretty intense. Uh, I I don't seem to remember a lot of that. <laughs> As a kid, I don't remember any of this. Like, and of course, you know, the hanging lamp comes down with that face. I've seen that face and I've seen that voice before. I've seen that voice. It I've reminded heard that voice. me of Steve Buscemi. Oh, the face. At there least. you go. There we go. I like, I'm like, dude, that was messed up. That kind of reminded me of like Sid's room, right? In Toy Story, just like on steroids. Yeah, I, I know that it's supposed to make light of something. I and I, out of my age group. What do you think it's supposed to make light of? That it's okay to be different? It's okay to be disemboweled? No, I, I think it's a, of a character celebrity, right? Who? who? I, will, I will look it up. A character celebrity of who? That I am going to look it up. Of the lamp? I'm going to... <laughs> a character celebrity of who? Let's play this game. Yes, let's play this game. Oh, boy. He's uh... got to be wrong. I, 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 let me get let me get there. I need to look it up first, and you, you're acting like I want to do some research search here. Why, like, why didn't you just have it ready? Yeah, oh, I was looking it up. Where's your preparation, sir? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think because well, I didn't think we were going to talk any more longer about about this certain lamp in where is this? They're in a radio. It's store? it's like yeah, it's like a. It's it's like an appliance store, yeah. and I'm just saying I'm just saying why uh, why Eric's looking up this song is creepy. The appliances mm-hmm. are creepy. Uh, I felt bad for Blender. I mean, like I mean, this is this is some legit stuff. Also, another comment that I made, and tell me if I'm wrong. They don't meet any good appliances. Like all the appliances are like jerks. Have you noticed that? The TV is nice to them. That's it. The TV tries to help them. That's it. They have a back room. Filled with appliances, they're all jerks. Um, they stumble upon Rob as 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 a as a college kid, and all of his appliances are jerks. Like, well, that's because they're new. I don't. Bes- know. Besides TV, they're all jerks. So what does that mean? Like when you go in the real world, everybody's jerks. Like I don't know. But this song was creepy. So then they uh, have, well, they find Master right, and then the appliances are like. Nope. No, you ain't going in this, but they have a computer. And I made the joke too, Sarah. I was like, you know, I don't know why they're so cocky in three years. They're all going to be obsolete anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, computer and like, oh, uh, the the sewing machine with the two like Jersey Shore ladies talking. Yeah. About, uh-huh. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. Wasn't and, there a tape recorder and then her like the wheels on the tape recorder looked like boobs? She was supposed yeah. to be like the sexy tape recorder. Yeah, that, it's isn't it amazing how you put boobs on something that's supposed to be sexy. All well, right. how else am I supposed to know it's a girl? Skirt. She's a tape deck. If they could put boobs on it, they could put a skirt on it, Sarah. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's probably easier to, to draw boobs. Um, and then we get the the big junkyard scene. I don't remember this. Um, I had to rewind it because people said that this was messed up because you have this big, huge 
uh, machine that crushes all the cars into a cube and all these cars mm -hmm. are alive. They have faces. But I guess there was a car that committed suicide? Oh, there, well, there's like the um, the hearse and the car that said he took people to weddings. Yeah. Eric, did you find what you're looking for? Yes, I did. Okay, I was going to say because yeah. I found it, so... Um, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't specifically remember a car committing suicide, but at that point, I had kind of checked out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What'd you find, Eric? I found that first off, a hanging lamp was voiced by Phil Hartman. Okay. So that's pretty great. But it, it, he is inspired by the character of uh, Peter Lore, uh, the actor. By oh. the actor. Uh, the actor, Hungarian American actor Peter Lore. Yeah, who does uh, that famous uh, kind of voice? Yeah, uh, which I will not try to. Uh, I'm not going to live workshop here on the show. Yes. Close no. enough. No, I I had to. Uh, Eric, what do you think of the junkyard scene, dude? Like, are 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 you in the same boat as Sarah? Are you like checked out at this point with the junkyard oh, scene? You know what? You know, hold on. I'm sorry. To, the reason why we know it is because the genie does it when he's trying to say you can't bring yeah. people back from the dead. Yeah. I don't like doing it. You know, oh. Anyway, you're right. Solve that riddle. Let's move on. Okay, junkyard. Eric, did you like it? Sarah this and I do not like it. I think it's the most memorable scene for for me. Uh, the worthless song is just. I don't know why that that stuck with me. I think it just it's it's just catchy. I don't really understand. Uh, I think as a kid they were just saying that. Uh, they were worthless because they were long, no longer being used, you know, which is, I guess, uh, as a kid, you're just like, yeah, that's what you do with trash and you throw away at the junkyard. But as an adult, you hear, like, it's like, Jesus, are, are these, are these like cars or are these, like, is this a bar? And I'm just interviewing oh, people, you, you know? Interesting. This could be a bar. Okay. Yeah. That they're all just drunken and worthless there you yeah, go like, here's, here's a race car driver here's you know uh, a, a woman who um you know uh, maybe was at a wedding text into a wedding you know there's uh, everyone's got yeah. a different story and they just feel like they're worthless you know in this depression pit like a, of a bar so i think you could take a lot from from that and that's really why it's memorable now um, also, because of that, uh, magnet was pretty cool too. It's yeah, magnet was cool. Yeah, yeah, a lot of the hanging things were pretty were pretty scary. Um, then you get the the uh, obviously the you know the crescendo of the movie, the 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 big the climax, the when the toaster becomes brave. Right, because he wasn't brave throughout the whole movie, right? Oh, she, she, I'm corrected, I'm sorry. It. She. Why does that radio have or radio? Why does the toaster have to have a gender? Why does because... anyone have to have a gender? Because the director said that it's a she and it's voiced by a woman. It is voiced so, by a woman. So you better just get with it, Mr. Man. All right. Hey. Thor right. Ravenscroft. That's a pretty cool name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, also, okay, so That's Kirby. the TV TV helps out uh, helps out the the appliances by pretty much sending subliminal messages uh, to Rob to go to this junkyard. He goes to the junkyard. And he, every time he gets close to him, Magnet tries to get him. It's just back and forth, back and forth to go on this conveyor. And then eventually uh, he gets on the conveyor and his hand's about to be crushed. And so Toaster decided to sacrifice herself into the gears to destroy. You would think that they would have figured that out beforehand. Um, 
there is one good joke in this that I like, and that's when Lampy is like, thank God we don't live here. They do this every day or something like that, and it was kind of funny to me. Um, and also, Eric, I want to say that I do like your idea of it being uh, this bar thing because it's kind of like a messed up version of Piano Man. So I kind of dug that. Um, he gets his stuff, right? He gets his vacuum. He gets his blankie. He gets his lamp. And he gets his toaster, fixes up the toaster, and him and the toaster have this beautiful connection when he does a funny face. The toaster pops the toast. Yay. Yay. The end. There are two sequels to this that are on Disney+. Plus: Brave Little Toaster something adventure, I'm assuming. No, to Brave Little Toaster the Rescue. To the and Rescue. Then, and then Brave Little Toaster goes to Mars. Of course. Yep. <sighs> Uh-huh. So, do you think each appliance, like, like, you know, it's it's when they're doing their thing, is that like their way of getting off off of the master there? Like they're accomplishing what they were built to do. Yeah, right. Because, but master takes them to. I mean, it makes sense, right? That master takes them to college, right? Because mm-hmm. he needs the cheap stuff. Yeah. Right. It it seems to to make fun. I there are a lot of cute jokes. In this movie that I didn't catch as a kid, that I think were were great. Uh, for instance, when they were trying to describe for each other what their love of the master felt like, and Toaster said, "It's like, uh, what's it? The feeling of like a, a." It was like a new bag of bread. Yeah, like a new bag of bread, uh, which is just funny because that's Toaster's way of of saying it. That's you know what what they can relate to, and for to explain that to somebody like Lamp who their love is like being able to pr- give them light while they read. Uh, I think it was um, a great way to show kind of a religious part of this movie. And it, I don't know if it was intentional or not. I'm sure there, there's a conspiracy for it somewhere because all of these appliances have faith in the master and are going towards the master and like, Oh, everyone in like the junkyard didn't have a master and they were worthless for not having one. Ah, there but there's you also some, some decent adult content. I don't know if you caught it at the beginning. Uh, there's a conversation between air conditioner and the vacuum's name is Kirby, by the way, Okay. Uh, the app, the, the air conditioning, or the toaster says, at least we try to be optimistic. Air conditioner says optimistic. Someone, Somebody try to untie the knot in this guy's cord. Kirby says, why don't you just shut off? And air conditioner says, hey, I'm really scared there, Kirby. What are you going to do, suck me to death? (laughs) (laughs) I had a good laugh on that one. That's a good What are you going to do, suck me to death? Oh, God. That's ridiculous. (sighs) This movie is ridiculous. Eric, let's get into it. What is your popcorn rating? For the brave little toaster. Um, you know you uh, want to. It's, do, you know you want to. Yeah, this is this is a small, uh, yes. uh, extra large bag. No, this is a small for me. It's uh, not for adults. It's for kids. So, uh, kid Eric, who I remembered it, fond- remembers this movie fondly, probably would give it a large bag, just because of how crazy and silly and. Um, again, off the wall that it is, but uh, as an adult, it is not going to give me the same satisfaction as it would uh, then. I would still 
love to show this uh, to any youngster of my family, whether it be my own or it be nieces, nephews, neighbors, kids, uh, or anything else. Uh, it's it's still a fun movie. I have not seen the sequels. I do not plan to see the sequels, and I hope to never see the sequels. The music in this was not uh, something that I want to uh, jump into again uh, soon, but um, but I guess that's just the the tax of having to rewatch the movie. Uh, other than that, uh, it's an hour and a half. And it certainly felt like three hours. So, all right, um, fine. There it is. Yeah, uh, I I totally agree with you, Eric. Uh, I, I I I give it a small, and I'm sad, right? Because young Jordan is yelling at grown-up Jordan right now. You idiot! Greatest movie ever. Um, but it was I I found myself bored, and kids' movies are not supposed to be boring. And I I found it to be a task to watch the movie. I was very disappointed. Very, just disappointed that I put this thing on a pedestal, that it was like this greatest thing in the world. I read on IMDb that it says that majority of millennials say this is the number two greatest uh, cartoon of all time. Number one being All Dogs Go to Heaven. What? As like, Not Land Before as Time? Like, as like, as like grown up. No, that's like top five, but anyway. All Dogs Go to Heaven, I, really? I, I guess wow. it, it does... Uh, deal with a lot of adult themes like this right. does and you could probably pick it apart and compare it to so many different go ahead no yeah i just i just give it a small i'm just disappointed um i'm glad i showed riley this but i think that she is so warped with so many other things compared to when i was a kid that it, it's gonna go in one ear out the other for her she's gonna have her own brave little toaster you know, nothing that we grew up with. So small bag for me, Sarah, is this, is this tripod going to be equal? Or are you going <laughs> to, are you going to jump the ship? What is your popcorn rating for the brave little toaster? Man, I wish I could give this a higher rating, but <laughs> it's, it's a small bag. Uh, it's like I was saying, it's a movie that I, I remember fondly, and going back and watching it as an adult was disappointing, um, which I can't say for every movie. Uh, we're not watching it. Two movies um, that I have gone back in the last couple of years and rewatched, Land Before Time and The Secret of Nim, hold up so well. This one does not at all, unfortunately, um, which is disappointing. Like I said, I... I wanted to like it, but I mean, Eric was half listening, playing video games. I was half listening, doing, I don't know what I was doing yesterday. Uh, but neither of us were just like sitting down full attention watching this movie. Well, that's and that was totally I was... fine. <laughs> wow. I was the only one that was like watching to study, to give a good review. And you guys were just awesome. This, this half paid attention. I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm jealous. I'm really, really jealous. Wow. Uh, this was this was surprising, right? This is this is interesting. I don't think we've ever kicked off um, a, a, a retrospective series on a good note. The oh. first one was Nightmare, a uh, new nightmare was Kramer's new nightmare. Oh, and that was then, a terrible movie. And then the one last year was uh, Love Actually. Was, was Love Actually, and Eric <laughs> and I destroyed that one. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. So here we go again with not starting it on a high note. Uh, but I hope, uh, but I hope next month when we get together in January for the next review, uh, you know what? It, it it is not connected at all. But I'm just curious, Sarah. 
for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, who's your favorite? I wasn't allowed to watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a kid, so oh. I know who they are, but I could not tell you anything that was differentiating them other okay. than they're turtles. They Mine... have different colors and they're named after artists. Well, mine's Raphael. D no reason I'm saying this. Eric, do you have a favorite one? Ooh, uh, I liked Leo for a while. Very, yeah, you definitely would like it with Leo. Does it make sense that I like Ralph? Yeah. Yeah. Ask me again next month. This is cool but rude. Yeah, maybe next <laughs> month. I don't know why. I'm just asking. Just asking. But with that being said, make sure to go out to movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. Only a week left for the voting. I can't believe it's been a month, right? If you go to movieguyspodcast.podbean.com, on the top right of the page, you will see Vote Now. Click on that, and you, the listener, can vote on your favorite categories of most disappointing film, best film, worst film for our 2022 calendar year. We are really excited to hear what everybody has to say. The votes are coming in strong, and I appreciate it. But also continue the downloads on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, whatever you get your podcast on, we are on. Eric, Sarah, thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode. And we'll be back next week for another awesome episode. Have a good night. loves pepsi okay you cannot go a day without seeing her pepsi is like beer you know what i mean like she like like gina has to have at least two cans of pepsi a day. So it's the better drink yeah i get it right so uh she got tired of me stealing her pepsis because i have one pepsi a day that i take for work for caffeine or whatever you know and uh because i'm not a monster guy right i'm not an energy guy <laughs> so i take one pepsi she gets mad at me recently she Half goes sugar yeah Right. She's like, can you please stop taking my Pepsi? Get your own. I'm like, <laughs> so I go to Kroger a few weeks ago before I realized that Kroger likes to steal your money. And I saw something I'd never seen before. Old school Pepsi Cola logo says made with real sugar. Mm -hmm. So for every reason, there is this little guy in my head that goes, that's better for you than actual Pepsi. Now, the other heart now now of course the other guy that comes out of place says no it's not it's still soda you fucking dumbass it's not better but i was like no i'm going to listen to the other guy the bad guy and this is going to be my pepsi so i bring that home and she goes what is this and i was like oh it's pepsi cola you know it's it's the old school pepsi made with real sugar <laughs> you could have been that guy <laughs> dueling pepsis